Uh, okay, great to see everybody this morning. We're, uh, what a perfect, perfect day. It's beautiful outside. In a few minutes, we're going to go downstairs, grab breakfast, go outside and uh, chat and interact with each other. Um, and uh, we're in a series called Now What? And uh, we have uh, entered into this, this uh, new stage in our church's life where we've moved into uh, not only a permanent space, but into Bloomfield, which is a, a long-term uh, dream of ours. And so, now what? Who are we? Where are we going? What are we, what are we doing? And uh, this may, as, we, as you track this this morning, this may be something that you track as well. But for me, um, uh, this was an incredible time of pressure. And uh, so I wrote down some of the things as to why I thought the pressure was there. And one was that this was 15 years in the making. So we started, actually, we started Skyline 15 years ago. September 22nd will be our 15-year anniversary. It's pretty amazing. We've been at it for a while. And you're just like, oh, it's all that time of work. No, no, no. It's all that time of love and burden. It's all that time that you, you love these people. You have this burden to see people's lives change and see this, see this happening in people's lives. And then there's reputation. There's God's reputation. Like what's, what's, what's God's reputation in this process of securing the new building and, and getting it looking the way that we want it to look? But then I, got, I have to admit, and I've said this before, then there's my reputation, my pride. And how am I going to look in the process? Um, there's the fact that we wanted to get into Bloomfield for all this time, and now we're finally going to get into Bloomfield. Um, there was another factor that was a really big factor for me, and that's the fact that people had given over $600,000 to this project. And as the leader, that really impacts me. I'm like, we need to deliver, right? Somebody gives, if people give that much money, we need to deliver, and then uh, there's the fact that in, when it's all said and done, we're probably going to put $1.6, $1.8 million into the campus. Uh, you add on the interest that we're going to pay over the next X number of years, we better deliver. That can create a lot of pressure. And then you're like, okay, we got the new neighbors, and we want to be able to, to really be able to have, uh, and I, I, I hate to say it, a great impression. Because at Skyline, we do. At Skyline, we really love the idea that you first walk into Skyline, you're awed by what we do. We've always wanted it to be that when you walked into Skyline, you're like, wow, I didn't expect this. This is different. This is, this is really cool. And so you have all of those things going on. And uh, you are here this morning. And you're here, you're either here as as you're all in on this. Like you are responsible for this. You are part of Skyline. You're, you've been at part of Skyline for a few years and you have given your heart to this and your, our vision is your vision. Like you are in on this. Or you're here this morning and you serve and you, you have hope. You have hope for what the ministry is going to be like and how you're going to be able to make a difference. Or you're here and you're committed and you have hope that you're going to grow spiritually and that you're going to see your life change spiritually. Or you're here and you need hope. 
And you begin to feel like you belong. Like you, you've walked into Skyline and you're like, you know what? I, I like it here. I feel like I, I, I think I feel God's presence here. And, and you, you feel like you belong. And you have hope that that is real and that that will, will, will deepen and will matter in your life. And then some of you are here purely because somebody else brought you here or you love somebody else and so they wanted you to come and you came and you're here and the rest of us have hope for you. You don't really, you're not really buying into this. You're like, I'm glad they have nice seats. Um, but you're not really buying into this. You're here and, and we're glad you're here, but you're not, you don't really have hope for this place or for this, this people, but we have hope for you. And as we walk through this today, uh, you're in one of those, one of those categories. And <clears throat> as, I, as I worked this through, I thought, you know what? what? What we really want is we want it to count. We want all of this to count. We want it to matter. We don't want to have put all this time and energy and all these years and all this money into something and have it not count. We want it to count. How do you make it count? In your life, you have a lot of pressure in your life right now because you want your life to count. You measure it on lots of different things, but you want your life to count. Some of you are under incredible pressure in your parenting because you want it to count. Some of you in your business, you're under incredible pressure. You want it to count. You want it to matter. I mean, I hate the idea that I spent my life on something and all it is is a pile of dirt. I hate that idea. I always want to know that this is going to matter before I do it. So let's take a look at what Jesus had to say. We're in John 17, and this is before he left. So he, um, this is his last prayer before he leaves the earth. And he says something here that tells us exactly how to make it count. Exactly a very specific way that we're going to be able to make it count. He says this, Holy Father, protect them by the power of your name. The name you gave me so that they may be one as we are one. Let me say it again. Protect them by the power of your name, the name you gave me, so that they may be one as we are one. His prayer is that, that these followers would experience that they would be one the same way God the Father and God the Son are one. And they are one. They're literally one. He says, while I was with them, I protected them and kept them safe. By that name you gave me. Then he says in a few verses later, same prayer. My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who believe in, who will believe in me through their message. That's you and I. That's us. He's literally praying for us. He's praying for those not who are right there with him, but those who were one day 
Trust Jesus. That's us. That all of them may be one. Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. He says it over and over again. I have given them the glory that you gave me. The glory is I gave everything. I gave, I sacrificed, I gave my life, I gave all of my righteousness, I gave all of my power so that they could be one. I gave all my love so they could be one. That they may be one as we are one. I am in them and you in me, so they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as I have loved you. Now, I've heard people talk about this and they talk about the, that, this great oneness of the church and, and I'm sure there's some truth to that and I just have no idea how we would have any impact on that whatsoever. I don't know how we would do that. But I do know how we can be one. I do know how we can practice that oneness and how that is at the core how we make this count. So when we ask ourselves, now what? We start with this. We're going to do this together. It does not matter what this campus looks like as long as we do this together. It does not matter if people drive by and go, that's the most incredible campus I've ever seen. I've got to pull in right away. But we're just, we're just unity. We're, you're here and there and we're all over. It doesn't, then it doesn't count. What matters is that I belong to you and you belong to me. What matters is that when you walk into this room, this is my family. I belong here. These are my people. I'm connected to these people. That's what matters. You know what's really beautiful about this? You know what's really, really beautiful about this? I and others of you have been working our tail off to try to make the campus look better. And if you've noticed, the campus actually looks better every couple of weeks. It just keeps looking better. Not nearly as fast as we wanted it to look better, okay? Every week when you get done, you know what you notice? The next thing that needs to be done. <laughs> you don't get done and go, oh my goodness, this is incredible, we can relax. No. You go, oh my God, I did not realize how ugly that was. Because we just got the other thing done. I'm coming to the realization, it really doesn't matter how long or how hard we work on this thing. It's never going to be as good as we want it to be. But you know what? You know what can be? We can be one today. We can experience that unity. We can have that beauty that Jesus is talking about throughout the entire process. In other words, we can win throughout the entire process. While the campus continues to improve in the way it looks, we can be winning the entire time. And no matter what obstacle comes along, 
No matter if we run into an obstacle that causes us to have to stop and not be able to make it look better for a year. That won't stop us winning. Why? Because what God wants us to do is to be one and to practice that. So we are, we are going to do this together. Only if we are united as one, all in one, or as one in all that we do. Take a look at this Splash video. I just want you to enjoy Splash. I want you to enjoy people enjoying each other. One in our vision, our mission, and our values. Know where we're going together. Know what it's going to look like. Know what we want it to look like together. Know what's important to us and practice that together. One in our love. That we each to each other are willing to do whatever is best for the other person no matter what it costs us. I love this. I love watching this happen over and over again. On the simplest, on the simplest of things, at Splash, we had uh, planned on doing the, the uh, service on the beach, 
And uh, we went down to the beach. The beach was closed. And we're like, okay, what are we going to do? Uh, let's do it at the park, right? So you have like 150 people, this crowd going, where are we going to meet? Somebody said it's at the park. All right, everybody, let's go to the park. And everybody just goes to the park. And, and they're really concerned about each other. They're not like, well, wait, why didn't somebody tell me? And da, da, da. No, you're, you're concerned about each other. And in what we do here at Skyline, when we put the other person first, just this past week, uh, we had band practice. Uh, band practice was basically canceled. It was canceled because uh, Justine had a coworker who had lost a two-year-old. And so the people in the band said, yeah, we're not going to be at band practice. We're going to the viewing. We're going to go and do that. Why? Because that's more important. That's our value. That's love. What we want to practice. And you see it happening all over at Skyline. That's how we practice. That's who we are. That's where we head in the future. One in our struggles, in our marriages, in a couple of weeks, we're going to kick off something called Reengage. It's entirely built to help people rebuild their marriages or strengthen their marriages. So here's one of the, the fallacies about unity and oneness. The fallacy about unity and oneness is it's like kumbaya. Are you guys, uh, do you guys know kumbaya? Does anybody know what that title term means? Or is that just an old man's? That's an old man's thing? Okay. Well, back in the 60s, there was this song, Right? And every hippie used to get their guitars out, and they used to sing this song called Kumbaya, right? And they sat around this circle, and it was like, ooh, just felt great, and it felt unity, and it felt like they loved each other greatly. And, and so the idea was, if in the service, we just all feel great because we just really love each other. But that's because we're not really showing each other how messed up our lives are. Well, we have to share and be one in our struggle. What does that mean? We understand that our lives are broken. And so we're going to share in trying to share that my life, my marriage is broken, and share with people who have broken marriages, who have really messed up lives, who are the pastor of the church and has a real problem with pride and a real problem with comparing himself to other people and a real problem with just ugly stuff. That is what creates unity. It's not that we are all so great and we're doing such a great job and we win every day and just think positive thoughts and great, wonderful things will happen. No. We want to share in the real world. And we need to be one in our war against sin and temptation and failure. Pornography is just ravaging, <clears throat> ravaging. It used to be men's lives. Now it's ravaging men's and women's lives. Finances. We went through, we went through this really awesome thing and... Uh, we, it's called Financial Peace, about finances, and people did a great job, and it, it was really good, and now it's been, a, you know, six months or 
It's really hard to keep doing all that stuff, right? It's really hard. Why? Sin and temptation and it's really tough. And so we don't become one. We don't experience unity because we win all the time. And we just share stories of winning all the time. We become one because we realize we are one in Jesus. That includes the war. And so we're going to fight that war together, not alone. So let's remind ourselves of our... We dream of a place where people relate to one another with the way that God relates to them. A place where we receive from God the hope, love, encouragement, and strength we are all looking for in a way that we can give it back to our community, starting with our families and going around the world. There's pieces to this vision. Part of the pieces are that we want to be a healthy church of 500 people. That's the next kind of piece of the vision. We want to be a healthy church of 500 people. How, how, are, we, how, are, how are we going to do that? Like, how do, we make, how do we get to that goal? Well, the number one thing we know is being one is way more important than getting to 500. And the second thing is, the only way that we get to be healthy at 500 is we do it together. We understand we don't leave people behind. We do it together. We dream of uh, 25 life groups uh, where people can connect and grow and reproduce. And throughout this series, I'm going to encourage you to get involved in a life group and get involved in a ministry. Why? Because the chances that you get, you get connected and you are part of Skyline, that you are one with Skyline, you experience unity with Skyline, go way up if you get involved in a life group. And then they double if you get involved in a ministry. It's amazing what happens. It's amazing. If you come to Skyline, you fall in love with Skyline, and you enjoy Skyline, and you don't get involved in a life group, or you get involved, get involved in a ministry, there's a really good chance in six months you'll be like, I just don't feel connected. That's true. Because unity is activity. Like it's being and doing things together. So what's this vision look like as it works its way out? Well, two, two really cool stories. One is uh, this past summer, you know that my nephew passed away, and um, when uh, we did the, the viewing, the viewing was exhausting. Um, I think I mentioned this once before, but there was, there was close to 1,000 people that came to the viewing. And my brother is such that everybody thinks they're his best friend. Like he's just got that personality, right? So it wasn't just like people walking by. These people are hugging him and talking to him, him and his wife. And so they're just exhausted. The kids are exhausted. And they, they come back home and they walk in the door. It's not that my brother's kids are needy. They're not. They got lots of stuff. But they walk in the door and there's this package sitting there. And they open this package and it has these unusual toys to play with. They're not, they're like crafts and different things like that. These kids opened these toys. They played with them all night. When I came to see them the next morning, they bring me all this stuff that they made. 
how excited they were about it. And Dave and Stacey said, thank you so much for having your church send that package. I was like, what package? <laughs> what are you talking about? They said, they said it was some, somebody from Skyline. Yeah, because a life group at Skyline put together that package and sent it out. What is that? That's love and unity. That's what that is. Just this fall, we had a life group leader that uh, was, gonna, was really struggling with not they were going to be able to lead life groups because they weren't able to afford the child care each week. Uh, their budget, they were sticking to their, they knew this because they were sticking to financial peace. Uh, they actually had it all written out and they didn't see how they could be able to meet their expenses and be able to do that. And some, one of our life groups find out, found out and uh, within, I think it was four days, they had uh, raised enough money to pay for the babysitting to be able to make that happen. Now, you guys don't know this, right? You guys don't know these things happen. They happen over, all, around Skyline all the time. It's the unity and the love that's the core of who we are. It's not our campus. It's not our campus. The campus is just going to be one more way that we love each other. And it's going to be one more way that we love our campus. It's the way we're going to experience unity. But I've got to be honest with you. A campus has the potential to tear us apart. The campus has the potential to tear us apart. Church buildings actually tear churches apart quite often. But ours is not going to do that. And uh, we're going to practice a couple values. I'm going to run these values by you. And then I'm going to give you a motto and a couple practices we're going to practice here at Skyline. Uh, values that we have. I'm going to give you the values and then kind of some working notes that we did when we came up with the value. Uh, the first one is no one walks alone. We don't want anybody to walk alone. We, you won't face the troubles of life by yourself. And we are walking life's journey together. So no matter what, no matter where you are in life, we don't want you to walk alone. Number two, we're going to practice not having opinions about each other. We're going to support others as God supports us, and we are going to give others the benefit of the doubt. Here's the motto. Now, we gave these to ministry leaders, but this is for all of us, really. All right, here's, here's the motto. This is not mine. We're talking about the campus. This is not mine. I just manage a small part of it to help all of us succeed together. So, if you ever do become a ministry leader, your, your ministry will have some responsibility for some part of the campus. You do not own it. It is not yours. It's just a small part of a big thing that you manage to help your team and the whole church to succeed. Here are our Skyline Campus and Resource Practices. Practice number one. If possible, always leave it better than you found it. This is true for all of you. Whenever you use the Skyline campus for anything, including coming to church on Sunday morning, you want to leave it better than you found it. We did this at the Boys and Girls Club every week. Every week we walked into the Boys and Girls Club, cleaned it up, used it, cleaned it up again, left it better than we found it. I came up with a new saying this week, actually. Here it is. If possible, don't just use it, improve it. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, come on. 
this is going to be a good day, too. All right. Here we go. I'm going to try a second service. If they, don't, if, they re, if they respond the same way you do, I'm throwing it out. Okay. Practice number two. Manage your resources to help your team succeed and be a resource for all of Skyline to succeed together. I want my team to succeed, but I want the rest of the Skyline to succeed together. Practice number three. When you find a problem, now this is very important, guys, because you're going to see this happen all the time. You're going to walk onto our campus, and you're going to see a problem. And your first response is going to be, somebody needs to fix that. That's going to be your first response. Somebody needs to fix that. That's an evil response. Okay? We're not going to do that. When you find a problem, do all you can to fix it yourself. Or find a person who can help you fix it. Not find a person to fix it. Find the person who can help you fix it. After several repeats of the same problem, in other words, you show up every week, you fix the problem, and it's a problem again the next week, and you fix it, and it's a problem again the next week, and you fix it, then you need to offer your help to set up a system to solve the problem long term. In other words, we need to change something here. We have the same problem every week. Something needs to change. Does that make sense? Right? That's what we're going to practice. Why? Because we care way more about each other than we do the campus. We care way more about being one. Jesus died for us to be one. We actually are one. The Bible teaches that we actually have the same spirit and we are one. We don't have to make unity. We just have to live in such a way that we don't tear it apart. And that's what we're going to do. And this is one of the few practical ways that we're going to do it. So for the rest of the series, I'm going to ask you to do this. One, if you're not in a life group, find one today. Go back to Concierge, find a life group, get involved, check it out. If you say, I tried a life group once, all the people were really weird. I have two things to say to you. One, I, I would like to join that group. I'm a weird person. Two, there's other people, other life groups um, that aren't as weird as that particular life group. Um, they're like you. So just keep looking. And secondly, at the end of this month, beginning of next month, we're going to have ministry signups. Would you begin to pray this prayer? God, how do you want to use me to help Skyline accomplish its vision? God, how do you want to use me to help Skyline accomplish its vision? Because whether you know it or not, you're specifically gifted to help us accomplish our vision and to grow this love and this unity that Jesus has died for. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for this amazing truth that you've made us one. Thank you for our church family. I want to thank you for breakfast. And thank you for loving us so very, very much. In your name we pray. Amen.